Welcome to the Wild Factor Podcast, hosted by Samuel Kamugisha, featuring a diverse collection of talent with a keen focus on highlighting the different amazing things that we're doing to change the world. So, without any more hesitations, here is Samuel. Hello. I would like to introduce you to the special Wow Factor podcast. On this special episode, we're going to be mainly tackling the COVID-19 pandemic in relation to business. How are the businesses are in this current pandemic? What should they do to help them pivot even in this pandemic? And how will the business environment be like post the COVID-19 pandemic? And to better address this, I, this, this topic, I brought in three smart minds. That is Caro Factora. Uh, Carissa Moraes and Ali Hashemi, who are the directors in Lemonade Agency, that's a dance agency network brand. So, without further hesitation, I leave the floor open for them to give you these pockets of wisdom. Thank you so much. Today, we have a very special guest. It's Caro Factora, the social media director of Lemonade Agency, that's part of the dance agency network and happens to be my workmate. So, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, whichever time of the day you are listening to this one. Thanks, Sam, for having me. It's a pleasure hosting you. So, thank you. For starters, who is Carol? Who am I? Well, I'm a very complicated person now that you ask me. I'm thinking, um, how would I answer this if I were in a beauty pageant? Well, Carol would be your typical Filipina with a loaded pack of a global spice. I would have to say I'm a full of energy and also full of life. And I cannot wait to get back into the world to let everyone experience a little side of Carol. Wow. So which part of Philippines are you from? I am from Manila. So that is the capital of the country. Oh, so you're a city person. Yes, I am. But I do love nature. Um, like actually before the lockdown happened, I was in Thailand. I was in Koh Samui enjoying the beach. So I think it was a good reprieve before being stuck indoors. So I do love nature, but I also love the city life. Nice, nice, nice. So currently the social media director for Lemonade, what drove you to transition your career into digital marketing? That's an interesting question actually, Sam, because I've only been in the agency or advertising world for five, six years now. I think it would be five years. uh, Sorry, wait, I think six years this year. Um, But prior to that, I've had multiple jobs and the history is quite interesting because I do have a degree in physics. I think a lot of people are taken aback or or surprised by that one. So I do have a degree in, yes, I do. Uh, I do have a degree in medical physics. I, at some point in my life, I convinced myself that I would save the world of cancer. Um, But then when I graduated from uni, I guess the Philippines wasn't exactly built to have that support system to do research and studies on cancer um, curing. So I couldn't find a particular job and I needed to really find one because I think at that point I was already unemployed for half a year. Um, Then a company opened up its doors. They were mass hiring. It was Thomson Reuters, which is the same company that's affiliated with Reuters um, News. Uh, I got into that job. So I was in legal publishing, which is 
very different from my scientific background. So I was in legal publishing for five years over. Um, that's when I really got to learn to be very operational and process-driven. But then on the side, while I was doing all that, I was actually doing musical theater. So you can imagine how diverse my backgrounds were, how different the hats I had to wear from the morning publishing world to the night I had to be a performer and an actor on stage. Um, then eventually on my fifth year in Reuters, I realized, you know, I do want to get back to my real passion, which is communications. It's actually something I wanted to pursue for university. Then I realized I wanted to make that change. I didn't want to have to stay in the job that didn't exactly fulfill me. Then I got into advertising and I was very lucky to have a boss who was willing to gamble on someone who had zero experience uh, in advertising and just wanted to learn and had that gusto to try something new. And I've been in advertising ever since and I have not looked back. Wow, that's left and right panning into different careers. Exactly, exactly. So did you like... In that period, did you feel like digital marketing is perfect for you or just advertising in itself? It was advertising in general. In fact, um, before I even thought of digital marketing, it was starting out with PR first because I did want to get into communications. But then I really had a struggle getting in, landing a job in general because again, to them, this was a girl with zero experience, although um, I had... Uh, I guess, good experience or good background in publishing and in, in science in general, I did not have that experience they wanted for someone in advertising. So I was getting interviews left and right, but I was also getting rejections left and right because, again, they wanted someone with experience. So when my boss, shout out to Albert, uh, when my boss interviewed me, he was um, opening up the digital marketing team in IPG Philippines at that time. And he was just looking for fresh blood. And I guess I was also lucky to have had that physics background because he did also have that physics background. So to him, I guess he knew what type of mind I would have. And he was attracted or interested in that, that I would have that particular contribution to the team and not be the typical marketer or typical advertiser that would be in the mix. So I guess that was my edge, surprisingly. Nice. With this scientific background blended with business, what would be your current take on the business environment due to the fact of COVID-19? What do you mainly observe? Well, it's actually very interesting that every day since the whole lockdown happened and COVID-19 has been impacting businesses, I think the, the climate and the landscape is just changing by the minute, even by the second, that you really can't pinpoint what the trend is or what the way of working is now for digital marketing as a whole. Because again, things are changing, platforms are, are being updated and you just really need to be able to keep up. And for me really having that, again, that, that scientific background, I think it's really that interest to just keep on learning more. It's not enough to assume, you know, Facebook, it's not enough to assume, you know, what Zoom is about. You just really need to keep on reading so if anything, again, this, this guy, my former boss, Albert, he just kept on telling us your career or your, your professional life is all about learning. Never assume that you know it. Never assume that you are the expert. Always assume that you are 
the newbie and you still need to learn everything that there is to know. Nice. So right now, you would mainly categorize it as the, a quick learning phase for every business because nothing is consistent. Yes, I would have to say, even though, of course, if you compare us to other industries or other marketers, we would still have that edge being the supposed experts in digital. But again, it's really having that sense of curiosity and interest in knowing what is new. And um, what I've been doing actually is I've always been subscribing to news outlets and to Facebook for Business. Um, I've also subscribed to Meltwater because they do send daily updates on what's happening all over the globe and also what's happening on the digital front. So I think having that sense of daily awareness as to what's happening is very important at this time. Nice, nice, nice. So what should businesses do in this period in order to survive? Again, it's very important, I believe, to just have that sense of wanting to know what's happening all over. Uh, it's very, I guess it's easy for us to think that, let's say I'm in the food industry. I know everything that's up with the food industry, but then at the end of the day, you know how the, the world has changed. We might not even be able to go into a restaurant in two months and enjoy it the same way we used to do. So businesses or uh, clients or any industry should be able to adapt and look for new ways to be able to service their clients and their customers. Because again, the way of life two months ago may not be the way of life for the next two or three years. So it's really up to us to look into what new ways we can tap into and just be curious and test things out. Interesting. Uh, it draws my attention to one of the interesting things I saw with some of the food brands. I think that is Tea Live, where you can mm-hmm. have your boba tea delivered to you, mainly the ingredients, and you do that. You set up the boba tea by yourself. It's more like a DIY kit. So I'm seeing oh, some yeah, of the businesses adapting. Yeah, I, I even saw, I think one of the brands here in Malaysia is also giving a DIY ramen bowl. Which is interesting because you know how you always assume ramen to just be served to you as it is, but then now you can actually DIY ramen, which is very interesting. So, I mean, it also gives the opportunity for customers like me. Like, I'm not, I'm not a chef or I'm not a home cook. I've uh, had opportunities to now try it out myself and just to be bold and not be scared because I think really, if anything, the lockdown or the COVID nineteen crisis has just taught us that. Anything is possible, even though you're indoors, even though you're confined to the, your, the space that you are in. You know, you are limited to your own imagination and your own capacity to think outside. So as long as you're willing to just take that extra step and willing to just try it out, then, you know, the world is for you. Nice. So looking towards the future, what do you think businesses will be like post-COVID-19? You know what, Sam, I wish I knew the answer because even now I'm trying to imagine myself like when the when the MCO was lifted, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm still going to ride the train. I'm wondering if I'm still going to be riding the bus because, you know, you are my train buddy and I don't mm-hmm. know if we will still have that opportunity because I guess everyone is also at a point where they are just being cautious of how outside they are or how physically present they are with other people in public especially so if anything i I, i'm sorry if i don't have the answer right now but 
businesses or the industries in general will just be very extra cautious. I believe so. Like I would give um, kudos to those who are willing to, I guess, try out being a bit more bold. But in general, I believe consumers will just have that extra precaution. Um, you know, big gatherings I don't think will ha- be happening anytime soon, um, which is unfortunate because I, I do love a, a big gathering. But again, at this point, the mindset of people is just to have that caution and just to have that extra sense of security and safety. Oh, so the future is going to be complicated. Yeah, I think, you know what? The future is being written every day. So, like, I, I would, I thought at this time I, I would be probably in the gym, but look at me, I'm talking to you right now. So I, I can't even tell what my future is a week from now, to be quite frank. Who knows what, what it will be? So I think... The WOW Journal, a catalog of different captivating content spanning from amazing talent to tones of creative work. Founded by Samuel Kamaji Shah, a brand and growth strategist, his major focus is to ignite creativity through inspiration with an intention of being a catalyst for growth, whether it's for your brand or business. Log on to www.wowjournal.cc. That's W-O-W-J-O-U. R-N-A-L dot C-C. Who knows what, what it will be. So I think planning ahead in terms of like three months or four months ahead is not a thing anymore. So uh, I guess this is a good thing for all the people who are very spontaneous and I guess a bit of an anxiety to those who like planning ahead. But in, yes. and again, it's just a matter for us to just really adjust. And this is a, a reality that we have to live in right now. Wow. So that's really amazing. So what I mainly get from me in your conversation is to be on the go in terms of your analysis. Be fast with your information. That means you have to keep on doing your research because it keeps on changing every day. And be ready for more change. Nothing yeah. is permanent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I were to ask you, Sam, how many changes have you had to do for the past 45 days of your life? Believe me, there's so many. <laughs> out from home, having daily calls on 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 hangouts, which I thought was not something I would ever do in my life, but the um, the spirit has made it happen. Because before, I was not so much of the person of the work from home kind of environments. I thought it's kind of tricky mm-hmm. when you're a project manager, but having been in it for this past this past few weeks, I realized it is possible. So. I believe this COVID-19 situation has made us understand better who we are and how we can traverse through these different situations based on the teams that we are, we are managing and putting in, again, things into place and how we can ensure the teams deliver. So Yeah, that's a good answer. Again, we don't know. We haven't, I think, uh, we haven't even unearthed whatever else we can do. I think we're just scratching the surface of what our potentials are and what more we can discover about ourselves. What more can we discover by December 21, 20, 31, 2020? I'm pretty sure there could be history books filled with a lot of discoveries by the end of the year. True to that. That has been an interesting discussion from Cara Factora. And I believe you've got of some interesting nuggets of wisdom. So we shall be stretching forth to another discussion with Carissa Morales, another social media director of 
Lemonade Agency. Hello, hello, Sam. Thanks for having me. I'm so so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. great. So, for for starters, who is Carissa? Oh wow! I feel like this is such a existential philosophical question. Ooh, do tell. I don't know if I start explaining myself in terms of my work, then it feels like my identity is in my work, you know that kind of thing. But anyway, to answer your question, Carissa mm. is a regular girl from a small town in Slayer. Um, it's like twenty kilometers from Kuala Lumpur, and I've grew up in a small town all my life. I guess that's one of the common ways that I introduce myself, where I'm from. Um, who am I? I, I wear several hats. I'm a writer. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. I'm a leader. Um, I'm also a follower in certain sense. But most of all, I like to see myself as someone who wants to make a change, and not for the sake of you know a revolutionary big change. But maybe sometimes this change could just be you know helping someone lift heavy boxes. Or hearing someone out. So, essentially, that is who I am. Uh, in many different roles that I play, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> wow! So, as a, <laughs> you're the change maker in su- in summary. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, you said it, not me. <laughs> but but I I would like to know that that there is a place for me to change things, mm. not. I want to fix what is broken, but I just want to make um, life a better. I mean, uh, I just want to make the world a better place. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So, so what drove you to transition into digital marketing as a career? So, just a little bit of background. I actually started my career in publishing. Uh, I was a writer for Time Out. I occasionally wrote online. I wrote for Esquire Malaysia for a brief period of time, and um, I think it came to a point where I realized that I could do more than just writing, and I really enjoyed strategy. I really enjoyed uh, the digital universe, and I think it's actually by chance that I landed in digital marketing because an offer for a role in social media just fell on my lap, and I thought, hmm, okay. I mean. This career path is new. I mean, in 2015, 2014, that's when social media as a whole started take, taking off a little bit in the in a more business career sense. So I thought, okay, it's something new. Let's just try it. And wow, when I tried it, I was like, wow, this is totally. <laughs> it's more than just writing, you know. There's there's media buying, there's ad budgets to take into account. There's a client, there's a business objective. Like it was a whole new universe. So. Then when I transition into social media as a whole, that's when I got to you know like I realized that yes, this is the industry that I want to be in. I would like to be in digital marketing and stay in digital marketing. I I would like to think that there are other industries that I could apply myself effectively. But I think for this current time and space, digital marketing is where I'm at. Yeah. Did you feel like sort of like a a culture shock of sorts when you entered into digital marketing, basing on the previous background into from print? Not really, because I mean, I was already uploading articles. I was already writing uh, articles on the website. You know, learning how to do basic, you know, tagging and and uh, finding the right the right photos 
you know, the right specs. I was already dabbling into a bit of blogging. I used to have a blog, um, like some random lifestyle blog about making chai lattes and, and fruit salad. So I was already ex- experimenting, you know, with uh, um, basic SEO and basic photography because I just found it so interesting. Uh, so I would say it wasn't much of a culture shock. What was a culture shock for me was going into agency life because when I was in media, it was always the agencies coming to the media houses. Oh, come for come come for events, right? Right, uh, right. Do write ups for us, blah blah blah. You know, they they were always they were providing the service to us, like we were the third party. And then of course their main client was you know whichever brand that they were working for. But now I'm on. I've been on the agency side and that was a very, very different experience for me coming from a, a, a traditional media house. Wow, wow, so switching, trading places from being the recipient of the agencies to being the agency. In a sense, yes. And also the shift from offline to online because it's different when you think offline because when you when you create a magazine, you have to think about layouts, you have to think about distribution, you know, you have to also, uh, when you create content, how how it will look like, making sure you get the right images and once it's published, that's it, you know. I think the most stressful part was sub, sub-editing because, you know, once you miss a typo and it's printed and it's circulated worldwide or nationwide, but at least in digital, okay, forgive mm. me for saying, if you make a typo, you can still quickly edit it and, you know, it, the post goes live. If it's an ad, if it's a typo, you quickly um, <laughs> pause it, edit, and it goes live, you know. But once, mm. if it's fine, it's in print, you know, that's it. So kind of print yeah. is like a more meticulous industry. Yeah, and the thing about um, offline, I mean, when it comes to being fast-paced, I feel like back in media and agency, it was pretty much the same because when we were working on magazines, we would work like two months in advance. And right now in agency, we are still working like months in advance, you know. We are, mm. we are Christmas in June. We are planning for Raya in January. You know, it's, 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 it's still pretty much the same. But I guess it's more um, the communication and the team dynamic office dynamics aspect that was different when I was in media compared to agency, advertising agency as a whole. Wow, wow. So we're shifting it a little bit towards what we're currently in, which is the Mm COVID-19 pandemic. What's your current take on the current business environment and probably what are your observations that you can see? Well, again, you know, I think it's businesses are going through a paradigm shift. Uh, what we could do, what we thought we couldn't do back then, we can do now. Um, like for now, work from home. There are lots of, there are some industries that are realizing that, that yes, they can work from home or operate uh, their online business from their house. Of course, you know, if it's things like distribution and uh, production, I believe that would be impacted right now in this situation but i can clearly see that businesses are going through a paradigm shift and realizing that there are different ways to to run their business um like i was like i was telling you earlier about my friend with the cafe he's tapping into social media into online delivery service um i think a lot a lot of people are consuming products from a more from a digital space especially 
the older generation who maybe last time they would be a little bit uh, apprehensive about online shopping but now you know I was just uh, talking to to my fiance yesterday and he was saying wow I can hear people yelling Lazada Lazada on <laughs> every morning like everyone's oh, just wow. on yeah so I think right now it's just a paradigm shift um, this is what I've been observing a paradigm shift and a change in mindset of realizing that there were some things that we thought we couldn't do but now we can I think it's just working working around the boundaries that have been set yeah Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, what do you think uh, the businesses should do to, sub- to survive in this very tra- trying time? I think right now it's 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 really tough, and and I I honestly can cannot imagine the stress that business owners go through, especially for example, um, gyms. You know, where so much of their business is brick and mortar. So much of their business is group classes that I I I can I cannot imagine the stress that uh, owners and operators of gyms and fitness centers are going through. But I think what they have succeeded, at least what I've seen in Malaysia, for example, studios like Fly Project, Playground Fitness, uh, Fire Station, they were really fast in making sure that they capitalize all their opportunities via social media. Uh, for example, they started doing they started rolling out. Uh, Instagram live classes, Facebook live classes. I think that's such a great way because while their existing customers could still follow on with classes, um, they could even use that platform to attract new customers. You know, people who don't know about about their about Fly Project, about Fire Station, and now it's like, hmm, okay, um, maybe I'll check it out. And I think right now they have a lot of businesses to make money. They've been uh, renting out equipment, fitness equipment renting out uh, spin bikes, weights, and also doing private one-to-one Zoom classes. I've been seeing a lot of these as well because I, I, I'm, I'm a ClassPass member, so sometimes I get uh, these offers once in a while. So I think it's essential that you know businesses respond fast, um, especially if the means is digital, like understanding how digital will enhance your business. Uh, I think right now, um, a lot of small medium enterprises are also recognizing that you know they can run their businesses online. Um, recently, I purchased kombucha from Wild Kombucha. It's it's a it's it's a local it's a local brand, and I was just thinking like, wow, you know, now is now is the time for them to really expand their digital offering. You know, um, now is the time for a lot of businesses to make sure that not just their social media and their means and their feed looks great and interesting, but making sure that all their purchases, you know, like when people submit a purchase, making sure that, you know, people receive a mail that their purchase is confirmed and making sure that shipping updates are are done in an accurate manner. And then, you know, the whole thing from social to ads to um, CRM, like making sure that the customer journey is seamless. I think right now it's giving a lot of small medium enterprises and businesses a chance to rethink how they want to run their business you know so definitely you know responding fast to the current crisis looking into opportunities uh, digital opportunities for their business and I also think I also wanted to touch on another point uh, about investing in your people I think it's very 
it's really, really sad, you know, that some businesses had to let their people go. And I truly empathize and I, I, I really do feel bad, you know, in that, that this unfortunate situation has happened. But I think for businesses that are thriving right now, you know, um, online, the online marketplace, delivery services, uh, small, I mean, online businesses, I think now is the time to invest in your people, making sure that your people are safe, you know, making sure that your people, your frontliners also have a chance to rest. Um, and making sure that you show the human side of your business. I think sometimes in business, we get very caught up in, you know, KPIs, profit, making sure that the money is in, which are all legit concerns, you know. I mean, after all, how are we going to eat, right, at the end of the day? But without people, you are not going to have a business to run. So I think now is the time, you know, to really get to know your your staff, get to know your, your team, because there's a lot of free time, Nothing stopping you from having a, a Zoom session with your with your teammates just to check on everybody. I think it's definitely a time to reconnect with your people. Yeah, true. I, I really agree with the point of of people because um, right now the businesses have to f- know their customers more and they have to yes. interact with them on a more personal basis rather yeah. than product product heavy kind of postings that don't work at the moment. You also have to empathize with both your customer and your team on what they're going, on what is happening at the moment. So I yeah. think people is, go, is going to be more synonymous with with the, the new business strategies for most of the companies. Yeah. No more ignoring the, the, the people part of the puzzle, whether it is the people who are your staff and the people who are your customers. They, you have to mm-hmm. put them in a very clear lens. Yeah, that's true. And also, I think it's a it's time for businesses to realize what approach are they going to take? Are they going to take the approach of, uh, you know, there is a... Okay, so there was this uh, particular brand, I, I want to mention the brand, that was, you know, saying that that they be, that they've been bankrupt and you know order order again we are being impacted by the business blah 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 and people were you know ordering and things like that and uh i think there's a lot of hoo-ha on social media and then now suddenly there's been a backlash uh and that's when people realize like hmm was this business being was this brand actually being true you know and i mean i wouldn't know what happens on the back end at the same time i think um there are some businesses who are actively taking a stand. Like for example, um, businesses like McDonald's, KFC, they're making sure that that although now MCO, the restricted movement order may be a little bit loose, they are just making sure that everyone is still safe. So I think this is where the brand needs to show that they care about their audience and their people by staying authentic. Sometimes I just think that, you know, we all know in textbook knowledge that yes, brands should be authentic, brands should be um, brands should be real. But now is the time when there is a global crisis. You want your customers to remember you as a brand that cared about them. Not a brand that was trying to sell a product, not a brand that was trying to, um, to make a sale, but a brand that actually cares. Because I think... Um, advertising, digital marketing, digital as a whole and social media marketing has made businesses seem a lot more human than than they are as compared to ads of the 50s, for example. Celebrities are speaking out, people give 
um, honest reviews or maybe sometimes dishonest reviews <laughs> a lot more informed no people are more informed and whenever a brand um does makes a wrong move people will say something about it so i think right now businesses also have to recognize the power of their consumers it's it's not like how it was in the 60s where you can sell a shampoo to a woman with curly hair thinking that the shampoo will make a hair straight i mean it just doesn't work anymore in fact the strategy is own your own your curly hair if you have curly hair here's a shampoo for you to tone the frizz or make the curls shine it's no longer you have curly hair here here's a shampoo to get that hair straight you know it's not like that anymore so i think now businesses should really recognize the that they are influential power and make sure that they use that power for good that's awesome you've articulated it well so what do you think businesses will be like post covid-19 i'm interested to see this actually um i think businesses would still i think for okay from a marketer point of view i would i hope that businesses look into uh online services i'm so sorry this is so self service me <laughs> but i mean you but you me are here you know okay. there are a lot of people you know there are a lot of people shopping online and there are some brands uh where i'm just like oh my god why aren't you guys online when we manage their social media you know we have customers asking us do you have an online store why do you not have an online store i need my 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 product right now you know it it, it i think businesses would be prioritizing their digital investments of course once you know uh the market has stabilized and once um you know there's enough cash flow coming in i would i would like to think that businesses would uh strengthen their digital presence strengthen their online marketplace and i think i think businesses will also realize that they can diversify their offerings like for example you know grab has has uh, has been talking about insurance and i think yesterday when i was buying stuff in tesco there was also insurance from tesco uh i think a lot of brands are shift are realizing that you know they can diversify into different products it's just making sure that they know where their customers are at you know because at the end they trends are set by your customers if your customers are one day are going to be interested in let's say in the social media context if they're going to be interested in tiktok and if you are a brand that you know would be would do incredibly well in tiktok maybe that's something to look into but it doesn't mean that it may be the one for you so i think businesses now how businesses will be like is realizing that they really really got have to be customer centric they really would be making changes in their online their online space their digital space um and i think businesses especially the ones that that do it right would have would, would think about their community i think in this um period of time everyone is realizing the power of community you see group zoom sessions happening you see more facebook groups come uh, uh have uh, coming along i think uh, facebook also released a product of portal i i, I don't know it's like it seems to me like people are realizing the impact of community and if businesses um take advantage of this the right way definitely this would be something would to to look forward to post covid-19 you know yeah wow i hope i hit those points 
That is like tech. That is like an encyclopedia of wisdom. No, this is my observations. <laughs> well, my my hope this, I guess. Well, at least uh, I do agree. Um, that's going to definitely be very customer centric, and I won't say of crazy innovations. That one is no doubt. I'm just anxious Definitely to see Definitely a lot of innovation. Yeah, me too. You know, um, especially for brands who are trying out different, different, different product offerings, different services, different platforms. It's a, it's a lot of testing and trial, and the ones that succeed will the ones that will be remembered. You know. True. I, I am looking forward to all, all of that because when businesses pivot. We in the digital marketing, it keeps us on our toes and making sure that we also, you know, have those those needs met to, you know, to help our businesses thrive as well. I believe you've got off enough nuggets of wisdom from Carissa. So we are getting the final panelist on this podcast, who is Ali, and who will be giving you another dimension to this topic. Thanks a lot for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to talking to you, and it's a great time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, who is Ali? Who is Ali? That's a very good question. <laughs> uh, so, Ali is a creator. I'm a creator who loves to create new things to make life easier, basically, for people. I can still remember the time that I was actually like creating. I was playing with my Legos, basically, when I was a kid. And I wanted to disassemble, assemble, modify things around the house. Uh, did I get into trouble? Yes, a lot, lots of times. But it was a great time that I could actually like. That was a beautiful part of it. I could create. I could do something. I could modify stuff, and that's that's who I am. I love to create stuff, and that's how actually like I started my journey. When I grew up a little bit more, I started actually like. Um, studying math and physics in high school. Did I like it? Not that much because it was all about the uh, old kind of a problem solving. So what what happened, it was actually like three years of the problem solving uh, in math and physics. And then after that, I moved to Malaysia. I moved to Malaysia when I was 17 by myself. Uh, I started my, career, my education basically here uh, in multimedia, creative multimedia. So I started that uh, and studying that, I really loved it because that's where art and technology was going together. And it was uh, a mixture of that. It was very interesting and beautiful for me because that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted something artful. I wanted something to relate it to being with the technology. So that's where my passion started. And then I always wanted to also, beside that, I always wanted to lead uh, why? Because I always wanted to inspire and be inspired by other people. So I started my management career as well when uh, after my bachelor in creative multimedia in the same field, basically. So when I was actually doing my management career, uh, education, I started realizing that I really like this whole field and I really like the marketing side of it too. So I started going to some freelance job. I was doing some uh, freelance artist works. I was a junior artist when I was doing my management uh, uh, education. 
and I was doing that freelance art only to just earn some pocket money. But then I really liked it. And with my mentors that I had throughout the years, I started really realizing the bigger picture. So that's where I shifted my career from the being the digital artist to being a kind of like project manager. From the project manager, I became uh, a little bit more familiar with the client needs. What do they need? What, the, what do people need and everything? And from that point, I started to be basically in the strategy field. So with that, I evolved. And today, I am a strategy director of uh, second biggest advertising network of the world, which is Dance Wages Network. And I really like it uh, where I am. And I'm sure that this is this not going to stop. And every day I've been evolving. Every day it's time to evolve. And every day I want the people around me to evolve and be inspired by that. Wow. That's wow, 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 wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> now that is a strategic answer. I'm going to jump yeah. exactly right in. And I see that you transition from a digital artist Okay, the creation continued all the way into the current role that you're in, in a digital marketing agency. How was it transitioning into digital marketing? And what roadblocks did you mainly find in the transition process? Great. Yeah. So if I want to put digital marketing as two separate ways, digital, it has a digital portion as well as the marketing portion. So I was always into digital and technology. I always wanted to create something interactive. I was always really fascinated by technology and digital things that was coming up. So it was interesting how I actually like started that digital knowledge of mine. I was 14 years old. And if you remember that Flash, uh, Adobe Flash MS. So when I received the first uh, instruction, I was starting actually to code. And by putting some numbers together, I realized how interestingly they interact some few numbers and some letters, it can be actually interactive. So that actually like fascinated me to become a digital curator. After a while in my career and in my uh, study, I realized how marketing is changing the world. So I put these two together and with my knowledge that I had from the marketing and with my knowledge that I had from digital and technology that I was always and always interested into, I put it together and I started that sort of a interactivity to create with the audience, to create with the consumers, to create with the users and everything. And I saw the results of it. I saw that interactivity of the consumers and the users with me. So that was a time that actually like it sparked that uh, in me that the digital marketing is a way to go. So that's where it started. That's how it happened. So it was a really mixture of digital and marketing together. Wow. So <laughs> in the space that you're in, the digital marketing space and the current situation that we are in, which is the COVID pandemic, what do you observe as the current business environment? The current business environment, uh, to be honest, it's, uh, it's a very struggling position right now. 
definitely it's the unprecedented time and it's it, it's something that we never predicted but it was very very good that it made the brands think of something bigger than themselves something that they need to actually give back to the consumers sometime that they have to be more active to have more interaction with their consumers so in my idea covid-19 definitely was a saddening thing for everyone it was it was really painful for some people but for businesses i think it was a wake up call that my business my brand need to have continuity need to have sustainability and that was something that i really learned from this whole situation and i think every business every brand need to think of it that way that this is a wake up call for everyone people are shifting their perception people are shifting their behaviors from the luxury buying to essential buys from elementary or basic stuff to something very actually like advanced to myself so it's important for the brands to look into it that way that essentials are the most important things i was reading an article before that it was saying people are not looking at the luxury hotels anymore they are not looking at the five star hotels anymore now it's more important for them to look at how can i spend time with my family how can i spend time with my friends in somewhere it doesn't need to be a five star hotel it doesn't need to be a luxury place so businesses need to look at it that way as well that this is an essential times this is an insight that we are seeing that people are not into luxuries are not into basic stuff anymore they are not going to window shopping anymore they are really seeing the world from different perspective so businesses and brands need to also see that world with them with the consumers from different point of view so from that they can grow they can bloom and they can be more successful as you can see today the businesses who are giving back to the society more are the businesses that are having more interactions and having more brand affinity so keyword here is the brand affinity and brand value if we can bring that one up we can really get that bond stronger with the consumers and with the users and we can really create a better more understanding environment between each other nice i like that you're talking about the the the, the focus of the brand is more towards how the customers are in the present state so are there any businesses that come top of mind when they are doing these best practices at this current moment definitely definitely there are lots of businesses that are doing great uh today um there are some businesses that they did not stop what they what they were doing as an example l'oreal at the first point started producing their own hand sanitizer what does it mean it means assistant to my consumers nike has started the campaign play for the world so that campaign that was really amazing that it's now it's time to stay at home and play your part for the world so all of these campaigns that they that it was happening all of these 
consumer-centric kind of a campaigns that was that was going on, it was a wake-up call. It was a assistance and assurance to the consumers that we are here with you. We are here with the pain that you are going through, and we want to solve something with you. And let us be part of your life, which is very hard. People are at home. People are doing something different every day. I'm cooking five days a week for the first time in my life. I've never actually done it before. I was always eating outside. So now it's my time also actually going to, for example, Gordon Ramsay channel, going to some digital content, going to some social media channels to see and to consume that data, consume that content that they put there and have a better meal than today that they had actually like with the same ingredients. So it's just a matter of assurance and assistance to these people that are actually like coming up with. And it's really important to have that authenticity and be original in what you're saying. Gordon Ramsay was always actually putting up a show of cooking. But now if you're seeing his contents are very, very basic, but it's very heartful. It's to your heart. It talks to you personally. You can really relate to it because the camera is shaky. Why? Because his girl is filming it. The light is not properly done. Why? Because his another girl is setting that one up. So it's important to look at it that way. It's not about the quality anymore. It's about the content that you're putting there. And it's about how what kind of a role you're playing in people's life. Is it really useful? Do they really need it? If yes, continue what you're doing. If no, then might as well look at different way. That's quite important. So yeah. let's take it for the case of the current startups. What do you think they should do in this very trying time? What should they pivot? What should they change? What, what, what should they do in this current state that they're in? Definitely, yeah. It's a very good question because uh, currently, right now, what we are doing, we have initiated a uh, kind of a committee in Lemonade called Lemonade with Lemons. And it's we have opened up our doors to other SMEs and uh, other companies, the small companies, to come and talk to us. What I'm hearing over and over is that I'm losing fans, I'm losing reach, I'm losing engagement. But what my question is, is that the main important factor right now in your business or not? So for the businesses, it's really important to look at essentials. Look at what are the essential portions of my business. It's not about engagement. It's not about like anymore. It's about who you are and what sort of contents you're putting up and how you are creating that interactivity with the client, with your user, with your consumer. And also, and the second thing is that how you are related to their essential. So is your business essentials and also consumer essentials? Am I talking about putting a hand sanitizer in my delivery package? Am I talking about putting a mask for the people who doesn't have, who, who, don't, who can't actually get it right now. 
am I talking about all those uh, sort of essential needs that people have? If you are talking about that, then you are on the right track. If you're not talking about that, if you're getting frustrated by losing one or two fans, then that's the time to relook into it. I'm hearing that people, some of them are saying that this is a reset button. Yes or no? Why I'm saying that? Because this is not a reset button. People are buying whatever they wanted to actually buy before. And they are, I love one sneaker. I still, I'm a, I'm a brand loyal of Nike and I will still go to that sneaker and I will still buy that. So it's important to know that this is not a reset button. This is the time to create assurance on people's essentials. If I'm a Nike fan, I will have that sneaker at the end of the day. I will buy it, not maybe not this month, maybe two months later. But when the Nike brand itself is talking about the essentials part of this whole situation and how people are related to that whole situation, that's the time that I'm going to change my mind about the brand in a bigger view. And that's the time that I'm that it's gonna affect my decision later in buying that sneakers or not. So it's important to have the go back to my essentials of my business, to go back to the essentials of the consumers, and thirdly, to create assurance with the consumers. So what I see you highlighting out is mainly let's first ease off on the product heavy approach and look for what's the most important things that the customers need and the most important things that your company needs at the moment and reestablishing that we are there for you. Even if it may not be right now that you're going to do a purchase, but we're still going to be there for you. Exactly. That's totally true because this time is the most important time to create that bond. As I said, if that bond doesn't exist, if that bond's gonna be forgotten, unfortunately, your brand is gonna be forgotten too. Why? Because digital landscape is huge, it's a jungle, and everyone is trying to actually own a space. So it's the best time for you to own your own space and really create assurance with your consumers. Great. So looking in the future, how do you see the business environment post-COVID-19? It's, it's a common question that I'm receiving from lots of clients right now, from lots of people and from lots of even small businesses around me. To be honest, I don't have a crystal ball to tell what's going to happen actually like in next year and stuff. But with the reading that I'm having right now, with the articles that are coming up, with all everything that I'm seeing and the reaction from the people is that this is a time to get back to people not the brand, not the money, not dollar signs anymore, to go back to the people, to be original in what, what you're saying. So future of this, in my idea, is going to strengthen the bond with the people. In my idea, the brands who are connected really to the consumers are the ones who are who's going to survive. They might come out of this COVID-19 very peacefully and very successful, but after a year, people might actually forget them. Why? Because they were not at top of their mind. 
they were not really connected to them. They were not really giving back to, to, to those consumers who they needed the most. So it's important whatever you're doing right now is going to influence their decision at the end of the day. And I always believe in consumer-centric kind of approach. It's very important to put the users at the middle of your campaigns right now more than ever and create interactivity. If there isn't any users, if it wasn't any users before, like in a year ago or two years ago, at the middle of your campaigns, and you were just doing some product heavy campaigns and stuff, you might be successful because people were really into the buying behavior. People were not taking care of their money that much. People were not looking at their financial in detail. But now they are really looking at the financial. They are really be careful with their spending and they want to be more cautious of what's happening in future. So in my idea, it's important to whatever you're doing now is going to impact their decision in future. So let's impact them in a, in a better way. Let's inspire them right now. And let's have that kind of a mindset in their minds that we are here for you. We are here with you. And we pass this together. It was not the situation that I passed it and you passed it in the same time. But no, the Play for the World campaign told us that Nike was with us actually like throughout all this time. And it was really interesting how they were creating that kind of environment for the people. So that's the future. Future are the consumers. Are you willing to give back to the consumers? Then might as well. If not, then you might actually rethink of your strategy, rethink of your brand, rethink where you want to go with your brand. So that being in a summary, the future is consumer-centric. That's what I pick out as the most key thing. So as we wind this up, what would be your parting shots? Yeah, uh, to be honest, this is a, a very interesting time for me. I can see that the brands and uh, consumers are trying, are trying to actually like do some bonding together with each other, with the brands, with anything. If you are putting, if you're a brand and you're hearing this, I want to use this platform and talk to you and let you know and remind you that whatever content you're putting up now more than ever is being consumed with the consumers. So please be mindful, please be careful of whatever you're putting up there and be more considerate of the people, of the people who are consuming your content. It's a very, very unfiltered environment, the social media, the, your website. So be mindful of what you're putting up. Be mindful of what you are putting as your next step be more giving at this time because you will receive later very, very easy. My parting shot. Mm, I think it's important that we stay real. And I'm not just saying this in a, in a you know, oh, we got to be authentic, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, I really mean it. You know, be, be real. Your, your people, your customers are going through a tough time. 
your employees are going through a tough time, you are going through a tough time. I think now's the time that we really, really look into ourselves and have empathy for one another. Um, and just be real. Yeah. That's honestly, that's, that's, that's just about it. Because when you are real, you are genuine and people, people build their trust in you. And it's learning to be, le- learning to understand what we can also give back. Um, I think it's important for us to realize that we are all in this together. And, and at the end of the day, we are humans. Whether you are, you are the queen, whether you are someone from, from Slayang or Kepong, you can get infected by the virus. So it seems it clearly the virus has shown that neither rank or, or status or class matters if you get the virus. That's it. So I hope people realize that this is a time for us to be real and to help one another. Yeah, that's about it from me. Wow. Thank you so much, Carissa. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Well, this is a wrap. Thank you so much, Carol, for being part of well, the Wall Factor you. podcast. It has been an thank honor you hosting you. Thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Um, I would just like to say again, thank you for having this opportunity. I, I, this is my first podcast, so I hope I didn't mess it up. No, you missed uh, it. Uh, thank you. And yeah, I guess just uh, I guess a message. Well, I'm saying a message to everyone is to say, you know, it's easy to get anxiety. I mean, I've had anxiety attacks throughout this, this um, whole COVID situation, lockdown. But I think it's really just giving yourself as well time to breathe and time to adjust because the old us would just be taking it hard if we don't get things done ASAP or if we don't get things, just get things in general. But I think we just need to give our time space and time to breathe and understand that, you know, we are learning. We are back to being toddlers and just adjusting to this new world. So again, Let's not take it too hard. Let's all just live by the day and learn by the day and keep on changing. Wow. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you, Sam. It was a pleasure to be here as your guest. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you so much. And it's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening in. And I would encourage you to stay hooked to your preferred podcast distributors. Or you can alternatively go to uh, the Wow Journal website, which is www.wowjournal.com. That's W-O-W-J-O-U-R-N-A-L.cc. And you definitely get access to all the available podcasts. And as well, you have access to different adverts that I've featured that I found really interesting that you may find of good value to you. So listen in next time on your favorite podcast. Bye-bye.